0: Restriction supply. Spring is here and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana, that's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan, happily yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by Regency app for
1: details. For the second time in my life, I'm guilty of committing a crime. Being horrifically ill-prepared for my fantasy football draft. Cause I doubt my league mates minded my team finishing 3-10. and 10 earning the ridicule of not just my friends and family, but of every man, woman, and child I've ever encountered. But this season, I find I'm so excited I can barely still hold a thought in my head. I think it's the excitement only a future hashtag Foot Clan champion can feel, a future champ at the start of a long journey, whose conclusion is dispersing a wide range of insults upon my league mates. Things like, you're one pathetic loser, or you must be a major disappointment to your parents, or my personal favorite, you suck, But face You know who's gonna be the toilet bowl champion this year? Not me. Not me. To join me on this journey, It's www.hotemadraftkit.com. I hope to see you there. Welcome
2: to the Fantasy Footballers Podcast with your hosts, Andy Holloway, Jason Moore, and Mike Wright.
3: Oh, welcome in.
1: Yeah.
3: I don't have all the vowels yet,
4: Mike. I see. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I can't wait for E. E. Gads. Welcome to the podcast.
3: (laughs) Tuesday, August 16th. Jason Moore. Mike Wright. Andy Holloway.
2: How you doing Jay? I'm doing great man. This week is an exciting exciting week. This is like I feel that fantasy football is really coming in full force. You've got preseason games sandwiching us right now. We, we had them already. We got them this coming weekend. Love a good sandwich. You have uh, fantasy football drafts happening. I know people who have had real home leagues already start. This weekend we'll have uh, a ton and uh, as the next two weekends go, I mean, we, this is the time. The time is now. We also have a
3: very, very special week planned for the UDK because we are giving away uh, an ultimate draft kit for life. So um, I don't believe we let you bequeath this. I don't know. Yeah, Can I mean, you I, bequeath? Is there a, I assume yeah.
2: I'm living forever. So this thing should go on
4: for a long time. I'll allow bequeathing. It feels like a real tax loophole. To bequeath? Yeah, I feel like the government will probably come in and shut that down. Value too great.
3: Too great, yeah. I mean, I don't know what your future bequeath situation will be, <laughs> but we are giving away an ultimate draft kit for life, a Debo Samuel jersey that is signed by Debo himself. Very manly signature. And uh, Stephon Diggs, a signed mini helmet.
4: It's It's just like the imprint of a hammer. For is the it is, is that what Debo. manly?
3: Yeah, that's what makes it manly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh you can order the UDK. Here's how you enter, by the way, to win the Ultimate Draft Kit for Life. Order the 2022 Ultimate Draft Kit by Friday at 6:30 p.m. Eastern. Why that time? Well, that's because we are going live with uh, a special fantasy football live stream. We'll be answering questions, and at the end of that live stream, we will give away the Ultimate Draft Kit for Life. Uh, this Friday. So if you have purchased it in the past, you're entered automatically. If you have not yet got it, get it by Friday, prepare yourself for your draft. It has all of our uh, in-depth player projections for every single relevant fantasy player. All three of us have done those. We update them regularly. This is not a, you know, a dead pre-printed magazine. When players were in completely different situations, this is living and breathing and has sleepers, breakouts, busts and values that we've updated. We just did our dynasty rankings yesterday updated those in the udk there's a hundred player profile videos there's a ton of tools and resources to use and like i said the winner will be announced on friday on a live stream so ultimatedraftkit.com for that jason uh you know this quick question seems tied into you so it's it's a good one which more are you most likely to draft at their current average draft position Let me read them out for you. DJ Moore, fourth-round pick, late fourth. Elijah Moore, eighth-round pick. Sky Moore, 10th-round pick. Rondale Moore, Mm. 12th-round pick. Or you could go with Jason Moore, who is undrafted. (laughs) Are you
4: still on the Chargers? I would
2: need to look that
4: up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um i should
2: talk talk you should to have my said agent. that as you
4: say that's for my agent to handle if i'm on a team
2: <laughs> um yeah, i don't i don't remember if i made that roster right I don't now worry about such details yeah i just go out and play
3: ball man i'm here to play ball. i really i like this question because i'm not sure that any of them are bad picks at their draft position i actually think all four i mean laid forth dj moore Okay. Feels like the floor. Elijah.
2: Elijah. Uh, Elijah. <laughs> I I love Michael Keaton. Um. Elijah Moore has been bawling out. I think he is so talented. What he showed on the field last year was um outrageously good. He was one of those players you wanted to remember going out into the next year. It's like tough, man, he's man. so good. But it is tough. Corey Davis camp- was out during some of that time that
3: he was great. And then they drafted Garrett Wilson. It's so hard. But the
2: camp reports have said that he is the star, that he is the main guy of mm. this receiving core so far this offseason. And in the eighth round, I really love it. The issue yeah. is the situation here where you already had a Zach Wilson problem. And now, it it you know, we make jokes. I make jo- oh, maybe this will be good for Elijah Moore because Zach Wilson is, um, you know, we're going to find out more about his specific knee injury today. It's not good. But it's not it's not good. It's not good. Uh, jo, you know, jo, there's a reason Joe Flacco doesn't have a team and Mike White wasn't drafted in the first round. So he does scare me there. I do think it's worth taking him at the 803, but to answer the question, who am I most likely to draft at ADP? It's DJ Moore. That's mine too. I've, I've had him quite a bit when he falls to the, around that 4-5 or five turn. It's it's hard to pass him up, a guy who's had 1150 yards three straight years and the only issue is touchdowns and he's had a guy throwing him the ball that does not know how to throw touchdowns so you can't just blame the wide receiver when the actual quarterback throws two percent of his passes as touchdowns Mike is it DJ Moore for you or is it Elijah it's,
4: it's Elijah Moore for me it I was considering going with Rondale Moore as a 12th round is spectacular when you have uh, I mean, it's, it works into our strategy of when we when we get these late round guys, we want to know immediately can this player be a contributor, and we will know very quickly. Is Rondell Moore the the off season hype that he is getting of he's going to be fully utilized, unleashed Rondell Moore this year?
3: What is he going to be any taller? What,
4: is- <laughs> what does that look like? Not really sure yet, but I mean, it's he's going to be on the field a ton for those first six weeks with with DeAndre Hopkins suspended. But Elijah Moore to me in the eighth, like he's someone who, if everything breaks right, like I think he has the talent. He could finish top fifteen, even a top twelve wide receiver because he's so talented. Rondale, I don't. That's not in the range of outcomes to me with with Hollywood and Hopkins eventually coming back. So it's just I'll I'll take that eighth round discount and see if it really works out
2: yeah and you might be listening and and to yourself thinking well sky Moore should be the best in the in the 10th round rookie wide receiver for patrick mahomes who was drafted in the second round great draft capital had a lot of production and there's there's a lot of you know if if you read articles there's a lot showing that rookie wide receivers beat their adp but that's very 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 misleading because that's on the season and if you're playing best ball okay use that information But the reality is, rookie-wide receivers usually get off to a slow start, super-duper stars like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase notwithstanding. And so when it comes to a draft pick in your home league, if you're looking at Sky Moore, I think he's a talented player who will have a good season. He's not someone that I'm looking forward to drafting because Andy's talked about you want a guy that you can cut after week one. Well, I don't think Sky Moore is going to dominate week one, and you're not drafting him for that. You're drafting him to work his way – into this offense that it's being reported right now. It's clearly Juju and MVS as the two wide receivers and two wide receiver sets. And so second half of the year, I think Sky Moore could be very, very relevant this year, but that's not in my home leagues in a in a managed league where I want to draft rookie wide receivers.
3: Well, you'll see two Moores play each other in week one, Kansas City, Arizona. Sky Moore and Rondale Moore will get their shot. Um, but I'm, I'm with you. The Sky Moore thing's tough because, like, where would you draft the Marcus Robinson right now? after Tyreek left, where would you draft Byron Pringle right now if you knew that those guys were going to be the third on this offense? Like, Uh, Sky Moore would have to – he has to do a takeover. He has to pass a Juju or an MBS because peripheral targets beyond Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, even with Patrick Mahomes being the elite of the elite, have been entirely unpredictable and unreliable for fantasy for the Chiefs.
4: Yeah, I I get the points, but we know that those two guys are not – we know who they are. At the we already know, and we don't know completely who Skymore is yet. So he at least has hope that, like there, there is a chance. Like that, I feel like that's not honest because
3: really? yes, because we th- you should say the same thing about MVS. Then you know who MVS is, right? Uh, yeah, right? but you have promise with MVS. Yeah, right? it's
4: it's hope it, for MVS. It's hope and following the actions of uh, the team, like the the, the the actions of the team said Skymore should be drafted in the second round. The actions of the team said, we're giving MVS a three-year, $30 million deal. And they did not give that deal to Robinson or Pringle. They just they let those guys go. Look, guys, I'm excited to announce that... Yeah, go that, ahead and uh, share.
2: I did sign a one-year, $895,000 contract with the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, lunch on you. Yeah, so... Uh... I'm playing, boys. But you're out with a soft <laughs> tissue issue. Well, I mean, I've got some hamstring problems. Yeah, of course. Problems.
4: We, we know how Jason Moore rolls. Been sitting a lot.
2: <laughs> All right, into the news news and notes from around the league. We have some
3: quarterback sleepers, league winners, later round options that we want to get to today because we did quarterback uh, rankings top 10 yesterday. Today, we were going to talk about some potential upside values but in the news gonna blitz it real quick Adam Schefter reporting there's a real chance that um, the status of Alvin Kamara's felony battery case will have no effect on his availability this season which has been something we've kind of uh, insinuated is the likely outcome but it's good to hear that probably draft him without very much consideration for that to be honest Cam Akers Daryl Henderson Rams running backs, both dealing with soft tissue injuries, being held out of practice.
4: Oh, man. Is Kyron practicing? Yeah, he is. Is he back? Kyron (laughs) Williams rookie running
2: back (laughs) is practicing. It's something to monitor. It's just disappointing. Um, Obviously, Cam Akers coming off of an Achilles and Daryl Henderson never being able to stay on the field. But it does show that this team has two running backs that can have – problems with their health and so I can't imagine a world where Cam Akers just is the three down back and they I feel like they really need to spell each other to keep each other on the field
3: yeah I mean Daryl Henderson last year missed a couple of weeks with injuries Uh, it's been an issue those soft tissues Washington Post reporting Antonio Gibson is practicing with the punt team and the third string offense what is going on so uh antonio gibson is trending towards the most terrifying middle round pick you can make yep it's one of those things where you can't i mean it's a good example right you can't just put it in a vacuum and say antonio gibson look at your previous year's fantasy finishes and it's over you have to see the context and you know he's practicing with the punt team where Brian Robinson used to be.
2: Yeah, they they like uh, running back in as one of the blockers in the slot because it, it mirrors pass protection and Brian Robinson Jr., their uh, rookie they drafted this year was was in that role and now today it was Antonio Gibson. So maybe
4: it, he's just not good at it and like, right, like, Brian Robinson
2: was just terrible. And they're like, yeah. "Gibson, you're so good. We need a superstar." Yeah, like they did team.
3: with Barry Sanders and Walter Payton and all of those stars. Well, those yeah.
2: guys, I don't those, know if you know this,
3: they're terrible, pun- terrible on special teams. Mm, yeah, uh, Ramondre Stevenson practicing in the James White role in the Patriots' offense. There's a lot of That's so dumb. There's a lot of off- <laughs> uh, uh, optimism around Stevenson in general, which I think is fair and warranted. Pierre Strong has struggled. Their rookie running back, Damian Harris, is on a an expiring contract so Ramondre, independent of this report was interesting but uh um... he,
2: he's a good pass catcher and so far the uh stats that have been shared from training camp have had a lot of passes going to the running backs which is which is rare but I the thing that i think is dumb is just calling it the james white role like james white's not there tom brady's not there josh mcdaniels isn't there they're installing a new run this is a totally different offense there is no there's a I mean, just because you throw it to a running back doesn't make it a James White role. So that, that's just silly. To
3: me. Yeah, I remember people stepping into the Darren Sproles role before. Yeah. It's it's like, except for you need Darren Sproles for that role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Melvin Gordon returned to practice on Monday. That foot contusion is fine. I, I found it very funny that, you know, in the world of Twitter reporting, somebody posted a picture of <laughs> Melvin Gordon <Yes. laughs> with a, quote, foot pad on, and uh, he's practicing with a foot pad because of the foot contusion. And Melvin Gordon himself, who is a known Twitter replier.
4: Oh, yeah. Look, ladies he, and gentlemen. He
2: jumped in and said, that's my cell phone in my sock. <laughs> and then once you said that, and you look at the picture, it's like super clear that he's just got his cell phone in his sock. <laughs> and I mean, could you imagine if you were the reporter?
4: Yeah, just body bad. It's got to feel real bad. But this is a good reminder. If you are ever going to tweet about Melvin Gordon – and you don't want that heat. You don't don't write out his full name because this dude. He's got a team of this people. This dude searches his name up on Twitter and sees what people are saying about yeah, him. Yeah, you don't need to tag him. No. If you no, use no, no, that no. name,
2: he will see it. So use MG. We'll know what you mean. Cliff Kingsbury. Uh,
3: I know, Jason, you were looking into this yesterday. Hollywood Brown, Kyler Murray, they were practicing. Yeah. So you said you wanted to see that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I uh, if if Hollywood continued to miss, you know, the 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 rest of the training camp with his soft tissue issues, I would have been uh, moving him significantly down the board. Even if they say he's ready to go, but he is back at camp. He's practicing. That is fantastic, and um, I think he's a great value right now. And if you want to see the video of them practicing
3: together, um, and you look it up, it'll just look like the Falcons are practicing. Just so you know.
2: It's really true. Because oh, the Cardinals the got the
3: black helmets on with the red jerseys, and it's it's weird, man. Uh, let's talk quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. All right, yesterday we covered the top ten. If you want to hear us discuss these players, go ahead and uh, click on that episode. Josh Allen at number one, Justin Herbert at two, Kyler Murray at three, Jalen Hurts at four, Lamar Jackson at five, Mahomes at six, Brady seven, Russell Wilson eight. Burrow, nine. Trey Lance came in at 10. Again, I'm going to repeat this because we saw a lot of comments on it. That was four point per touchdown leagues. That's what the rankings were. If you want to see, if you play in a six point per touchdown league, it does change the rankings a lot. They're pretty different. And one of the reasons to play in a six point per touchdown league is to mitigate the weight of rushing quarterback value to some degree. It's not enough to satisfy my cohorts, but it does mitigate yes. that and put more weight into players like Stafford and Burrow and pocket passers.
4: Yeah, I mean, think about it this way, where if Trey Lance runs for 40 yards, that's a passing touchdown. And like, or So it does change things a lot. You get the bonus for the rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown. Just compare it to rushing yards. It, it doesn't stack up.
3: So on today's episode, we're going to look at uh, five more quarterbacks, 11 through 15. We're also going to discuss uh, players that have juicy opening schedules, streaming candidates. A lot of the time during the season, if you haven't been with us, you know we bring you a streaming quarterback option each and every week that you can plug and play into your lineup. Because you know we're not saying don't go draft a quarterback. We're saying be careful of what you trade in draft capital for a quarterback because there are a lot of very valuable players available uh, at the positions where a Justin Herbert, a Kyler Murray are being drafted. And then we'll talk about some other maybe later round and some super flex thoughts. You know, it feels like if you finish outside the top 10, you're playing 10, 12-man leagues, maybe that's a slap in the face. But over the last five years, quarterbacks that finish between 11 and 20 at the position – they average five weeks as a top twelve quarterback, so those are your streaming weeks, right?
2: Yeah, they are very, very usable. We there's always a stat that at the end of the year, over forty quarterbacks end up with. You a want top to know what the number was last year? Oh yeah, I don't know it. It's a record. Oh, so it's in the is it in the fifties? Forty nine. Okay, good. But, but you were
3: saying forty nine finished with a top twelve
2: performance. Exactly. I mean, that there's thirty two teams. Forty nine quarterbacks had a quarterback one week in fantasy football There's another reason why late round quarterback works streaming the position works and these guys we're going to talk about today are going to be the obvious common streamers obviously to get to 49 you're going to have some injuries some backups that come in but the guys today are who you can really plug and play in a great matchup whether you're playing DFS or your home leagues um, and and some have real explosive upside. Here's some names that finished top five in the last month of
3: last year. Taysom Hill, Zach Wilson, Davis Mills, Cam Newton, Tyler Huntley. Yeah, baby. Who, by the way, Tyler Huntley, again, looked great in preseason because the Ravens, they cannot be beat in the preseason. 21 consecutive
2: preseason wins. Cam Newton in the last month of last year was a top five. five fantasy quarterback
4: Wow, I do not week. remember that. I don't remember that either. <laughs> That's
1: insane.
4: Yeah.
3: So at 11 on our consensus uh, four-point quarterback rankings comes Dak Prescott. Uh, I have him at 10, Mike at 10, Jason at 13. He's being drafted as a quarterback 8, so we're a little bit below ADP. At least I can speak for myself with my ranking of Dak Prescott. It really has nothing to do with Dak. Uh, it's just the way the, the numbers ended up. I think Dak, much like Lamar, will figure things out with a changing receiving uh, core. I just must have liked other quarterbacks slightly more in terms of total stats. But last year, almost 4,500 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, uh, only ran for one touchdown. That's low for what he normally does on -hmm. his career. Finished as the quarterback seven. So he's kind of being drafted around, you know, maybe not his complete floor, but close to it.
2: Yeah, I, I I hope that's true, and I, I think that probably is true, or at least where, where I have him ranked is more towards his floor than his ceiling. I've got him at quarterback 13. Uh, the, the nice thing is the coaching staff has talked about his mobility this offseason and getting him more involved in the running game as he did prior to the devastating ankle injury he suffered, and that's a huge part of his fantasy success because if it's just passing – If that's all that we're going to rely on, well, no Michael Gallup to start the year. No Amari Cooper. um, You just don't have the same weapons to be great for fantasy. And I think that this is an offense that will be very good. So I, I trust Dak to get it done. quarterback 13 isn't a terrible ranking but he's not someone that I've been excited about because I do think his ceiling is capped unless he ends up with six seven eight rushing touchdowns which which obviously he's had several years of six rushing touchdowns it's in um, the realm of possibility he just doesn't excite me as much as a lot of the other quarterbacks around him
3: Dallas was number one in points per game part of that was the defense scoring a bunch but you you can't minimize the fact that you're talking about the quarterback for the team that scored the most points in the NFL, 35 plus points seven times. I don't think any of us would be so foolish to say, "Oh, that's only because of Amari Cooper," right? Yeah. There's a lot of other elements there, but it may take a little time to figure that out. Doctor Schultz himself, his tight end, one of the stability pieces that's still there, so should be
4: really involved. They do start against Tampa and Cincinnati. Yeah, that's the the point I was going to bring up. I I would not mind at all heading into the season. I kept waiting on quarterback. I was going with the late round strategy and the guys that I'm targeting like Trey Lance, I mean, he's quickly moving up the ADP. There's, there's guys that you like that there's, they're sliding up. If I left the draft with Dak, I think that's perfectly fine. But the Tampa Bay and the Cincinnati Bengals as the first two matchups, that's, not particularly what I want my fantasy quarterback going up against so that that part could sting a little bit but you do follow up with the Giants and Washington after that so maybe Dak is someone that you're looking for on the waiver wire after a couple weeks Uh, because I'm I I side more with Andy that the guy has only been a top 12 quarterback when healthy of course he broke his ankle didn't finish in the top 12 I'm not going to hold that against him guys It's it's a decision but he's been fantastic and he's been fantastic with a lack of weapons before so i, I just i trust in this offense and what that can do
3: all right let's go to bargain brady <laughs> and i'm talking about number 12 on the list matthew stafford 34 years old we all have him ranked around 12 he was the quarterback five last year and uh you know it was a pretty pretty steady year for matthew stafford he had uh, what looks like uh, six different finishes inside the top six on on the week. You add Allen Robinson to this offense. You have Cooper Cup. Uh, it was a high touchdown rate. We've seen forty touchdown Matthew Stafford before, but you know the NFL is a little different now. I I think forty's within the range of outcomes here. I I'm pretty optimistic that Stafford can stabilize your team if you wait late for quarterback.
2: Yeah, I I I would agree with that. Matthew Stafford has done it before. We've we've seen him bounce back and forth, but with Sean McVay, you know, going into last year, we asked the question like are are we foolish for missing the obvious nature of matching Stafford with McVay and having a true explosive passing game and it, and it came to fruition and they won the Super Bowl. So Stafford is uh yeah, he's he's you, you say a uh, bargain Brady. I think He's going right around Brady, and I would rather have Brady than Stafford, but the addition of Allen Robinson and being able to pass around the goal line, uh, the touchdowns will come. I, I, he, Now, here's the thing with, with Stafford is because he doesn't have the mobility and he's not going to run, if he throws for 32 touchdowns, a, a very good number, you're not going to be happy with him at all. So I do feel like where you're drafting him is – it's not necessarily at his ceiling quarterback rank-wise, but where he goes up from there, there's not a bunch of extra juice. He is, to me, a perfect streamer because he plays in the NFC West, who plays the AFC West this year. We talked about that stat of how many over 50% of all the 50-point games uh, in this coming season as, as the Vegas Lions currently dictate it have the nfc and the afc west involved in those games so you want pieces in these offenses i just don't know if i want him as my every single week starter can i test it yeah would you rather have matthew stafford
3: and Cortland sutton or jalen hurts
2: jalen hurts
3: than those two players together, Mike. Would you rather? Well, have I, I would
2: imagine I get another play. I don't just have to de- <laughs> like delete a roster nope. spot. Yeah, right? You are playing. I will definitely take two over over one. But I would imagine I get to replace the draft pick of Cortland Sutton with another. Yeah, but you're talking somebody like Brandon Ayuk you're saying I, to I'm just a I'm trying to
3: illustrate the, yeah. the differences round. between those choices if you draft Jalen Hurts where his ADP is mm-hmm. that is the Sutton range you you are trading Jalen Hurts for a Cortland Sutton I'm just trying to ask the question of what you know would you rather have a Rashad Bateman and Jalen Hurts or would you rather have a Sutton and Matthew Stafford yep. those are the kinds of choices fantasy players have to go through
4: the the downside here for Matthew Stafford I mean again the we don't fully know what's going on with the elbow. Uh there's just been there's been a lot of negative reporting coming in about the possible tendonitis. I don't know exactly. Are you worried about that? Uh that's uh, it's at least on at least it has to be on your radar. Like there's they haven't shut him down. He's still throwing and Matthew Stafford You don't control my radar, Mike. <laughs> that's mine. All right. Uh and he's tough. Like Stafford has played through numerous injuries in his career. So I'm not saying like I'm completely shifting where he is, but you have to factor that in against these other guys. And last year, what was, what's his passing touchdowns? Forty one, six
3: point eight percent
4: Okay. And over 40 touchdowns, the Los Angeles Rams last year. uh, Let me, let me pull up the number again, had 10 rushing touchdowns, 10. This is the Rams. Like you go back two years, uh, 19 rushing touchdowns, go back three years, 20 rushing touchdowns. Like, that's a number that I would expect to at least balance out a little bit. Maybe this new Matthew Stafford Rams—they just—they do, uh, you know—they keep it real heavy on the passing touchdown side. But if that number jumps to fifteen, just to to illustrate what Jason's talking about, if those passing touchdowns come down, and it easily could, it could just turn into Cam. They didn't have a full. I mean, it was like Sony Michelle for half the season or whatever, if it's truly Cam Akers, a healthy Cam Akers, and a healthy Daryl Henderson, I would expect them to score more than 10 rushing touchdowns.
3: Previous four years with Jared Goff, 20, 22, 32, 28.
2: All right, let's move on. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Some things may seem small at the time, but when you keep them inside, when you keep everything bottled up,
0: and replacement cost coverage comes standard. That means damaged items are repaired or replaced, even if they cost more today than they did when you bought them, which could put your wallet at ease, To Tap the banner or visit usaa.com slash homeowners to learn more and get a quote. Restrictions apply.
2: Let's talk about Bargain Stafford.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm seeing names here. These... uh Really, eleven through fifteen is, are a bunch of non-running, pocket-passing, touchdown-dependent. Mm-hmm. Upside is there, but you have to, you know, you have to paint the picture of it going the right way. But they're all in that category because they don't run the football. Kirk Cousins at thirteen, bargain Stafford, who's bargain Brady. I like Cousins a lot. There have been some very Jason. Maybe plug your ears. Uh, there have been some very. <laughs> Very positive Adam Thielen reports of late. Looking like vintage 2016 to 2018 Adam
4: Thielen. Oh, that's not possible. You also
3: have – you. his health is all that matters. I'm telling you right now, his health is all that matters because when he's on the field, he finds a way to dunk on every oh. analyst that has ever doubted him, including last year. Now, he may have dunked through, how would you score that many touchdowns? But all the optimism and all the things we like about Kevin O'Connell, the offense being more pass-heavy, Justin Jefferson being a game-breaker that's going to be double-covered on every play, there is a story here where Adam Thielen ends up being a big value. And, again, this is just to say Cousins has multiple weapons. He has been a very steady quarterback. And, um, you know, is this one of those situations where, like, well, we should have seen...
2: Forty touchdowns coming from Cousins. Yeah, Cousins is a great value this year. He's not the the type of quarterback that is going to electrify and give you, you know, five number one overall fantasy finishes. But if you want to bypass on the Kyler and Jalen Hurts, get get the Cortland Sutton and go with a later quarterback, to me, that's Kirk Cousins. The difference between Kirk Cousins and Matthew Stafford this year, I don't see as drastic. They both, you know, and and I look at a quarterback going ahead of Kirk Cousins in Derek Carr. Derek Carr gets a new weapon and they're like, oh, maybe he'll throw for, you know, 4,300 yards and now he'll get up into the 30s for his touchdowns. It's like, that's what Kirk Cousins done the last two years. And now Kirk Cousins goes away from the defensive minded head coach and they get an offensive guy in there who's going to run more three-wide receiver sets, throw the ball more. And they have and his, a worse defense. And, his, and a worse A much defense. worse defense than the Rams. And his baseline, you know, the last couple of years has been 4,233, uh, you know, uh, 4,235.
4: Yeah, since Jefferson got yeah. there.
2: So, I, I really, really like targeting Kirk Cousins much later if you don't get one of the top guys.
3: Mike, talk to me about Aaron Rodgers who comes in at 14. You That uh, feels
4: bad. Yes.
3: Yeah, this doesn't feel right at no. all. Again, four-point-per-touchdown rankings. Rodgers uh, is a touchdown thrower, and so six-point-per-touchdown for per passing touchdown makes a big difference in where he ends up. He was also the quarterback six last year. Um, got paid $150 million. I, I know that losing Devonte Adams is going to impact him, but at least statistically it hasn't been a big impact when he's had to rotate through receivers. He's lost Jordy. He's lost Cobb. He's lost, um, you know, a number of, of meaningful players over the years. And there is some promise here, right? Alan Lazard is there. Romeo dubs, uh, Christian Watson will eventually be back. Even if no one wants to touch him right now, Aaron Jones,
4: AJ Dillon. The, the problem is it's, like This is very much like the Kansas City Chiefs of everything is hope. I have huge hope for Alan Lazard. I, I think he can be a double-digit touchdown player that you can get really late in the draft. But for looking at just the numbers for, for Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he, he almost always figures it out. But we have those couple years of 2018 and 2019 where he threw 25 touchdowns and 26 touchdowns. Cause his, and his touchdown rate, plummeted for him down into the league average and slightly below the league average. So that it, having said that, even those years he was the quarterback seven and quarterback ten, so where we have him does it it feels really bad and and really low where we have him, but it's this is just where our projections put him. It's so it's really scary to bet on a completely unknown set of wide receivers. Mahomes at least has Travis Kelsey, where we know that that connection's fantastic but but all the pieces around Rodgers is his newfound rejuvenation and, and love like if all the stuff that's going on with Rodgers in the offseason, one of the things he talked about was he's he's back in love with football he kind of you know some self reflection he's got some some self happiness now likes the game again so he the, of of our rankings do think his- this one feels by far, like, the scariest of will look really bad, and Rodgers just continues to be great. You think his uh, GPG will go down? His GPG?
3: Yeah, the grimaces per game. You think if if he's a happier fella, you think he
4: will? It it may, but I I also think that that could just be – like, that's just his competition face. He can't control that.
3: When push comes to shove, I I have a hard time saying that I wouldn't draft Rodgers over Stafford or Kirk Cousins if I had that choice, just because – He's Aaron, he's Aaron Rodgers he's Aaron yeah. Rogers, and he'll go out and he'll play against the Rams defense and be the number two quarterback on the week, or he'll go out and play against, you know, a, a challenging opponent and he has a nice start to the year. Minnesota, Chicago.
4: Hey man.
3: I mean uh. he lives to destroy Chicago.
2: Yes, he does. I believe he is the owner of the yes. Chicago Bears. Yes, yeah, he if, uh, uh, reminded them. Uh, well, we, right? just,
3: we just lost the city of Chicago.
2: <laughs> um, they know. <laughs> they're, they're aware. They've lived there. <laughs> they're um, trusting the process, man. Yeah, it, look, I, I talked about one of the tips uh, last week was to draft high volatility players, players with high upside that can go out and win a week. If you're talking about the difference between Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers, if they're at the same place in the draft if they fall to around the same place which I just had that happen in one of my drafts I took Aaron Rodgers over Kirk Cousins because I do think that the peaks will be higher and so he will win me more weeks that being said this is a team and a new setup and a new system here that I do think his lows will be more than we have been used to even last year when he was the quarterback six he had six games you know outside of the top 14 quarterbacks so we're just where he really didn't come through because this is a really good defense in a pretty easy division right now. Uh, I don't think that the Lions and Bears are really scaring people even if there's hope. And so if the team gets up, AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones, they can yeah. you know, they can really control this game, get an easy win, and you can have a lot of disappointing games, but when Aaron Rodgers needs to throw, I don't care who the receivers are, he'll he'll get his touchdowns and he'll have his monster uh top 3, you know, finish on the fantasy week. Finished at 7, finished at 10 with Devontae Adams
3: back in 2018 and 2019. So Mm -hmm. uh, that is where he can be. You know, he can end up in that range. (laughs) I I forgot he jumped from 26 touchdowns to 48 between 2019 and 2020. Yeah, he was back. um, Derek Carr coming in at 15. Look, there's not anything – positive fantasy wise you can say about Derek Carr last year now as an NFL quarterback he is more highly valued than he is in fantasy but it's hard to say that Devontae Adams is going to walk in the door and completely fix Derek Carr's entire history fantasy wise his highest finish on any week last year was seven. For a single week. That's with 4,800 yards passing.
4: And that was QB7 with 19 points. Yeah. That's I mean, a bad he,
3: week. He wasn't even, I mean, if you look at our, if you go to the website, thefantasyfootballers.com, we rank consistency on the player profiles. Derek Carr's consistency was 41.2%. That is the percent of games in which he exceeded 21 points. That's just considered a decent benchmark for the quarterback position. So four out of ten games you got decency from Derek Carr, and, and that's the reality. That's not an insult to Derek Carr, the player. That's just a in, in indictment on his fantasy value. And I don't think Adams can fix all of that.
2: No, he can't. He's gonna make Derek Carr better, but I mean we're, we've got eight seasons of Derek Carr being a quarterback, and he's had good. We- he had Amari uh, Cooper and and Michael Crabtree, and he's had good weapons before. He has never once finished as a quarterback one on the season in four point per passing touchdown leagues. He's never been a massive touchdown thrower. His touchdown totals over the last several years 23, 27, 21, 19, 22, 28. So can he get to 30? Sure, yeah, in sure. this divi- Yeah, in this division. Why not? Absolutely. You know what? Carr, you get to 30 this year. I just declared it. You're allowed. But like Kirk's gonna be at thirty for sure. Stafford's <laughs> well, gonna be at thirty for sure. It's funny because Rogers is gonna be thirty for like,
3: yeah. I, I, Stafford has Cooper Cup. Kirk Cousins has Justin Jefferson. This is not a; those are at least equal weapons compared to Devontae Adams. So that's just the reality. That's why we have him ranked at 15, uh, 4 point leagues. Other players, you know, you know, out of the five that we mentioned today, let's start here, Dak. Stafford, Cousins, Rogers, Carr. Are any of those who's got the highest odds of finishing in the top eight?
2: Uh Aaron Rodgers.
3: Aaron Rodgers. <laughs>
2: Just, I, uh, I would say I would say Rodgers probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. It does feel that me way. I mean
3: him or Dak. Uh outside of the top fifteen quarterbacks, our next five Daniel Jones, Tua, Tonga Vailoa, Trevor Lawrence, Matt Ryan, Mac Jones.
2: Yeah, you're not really. Th- there's you're, two. You're, there's two guys there okay. that I'm I'm interested in, and it's it's Tua and Trevor Lawrence uh, because there are situations that have trained changed where you can make the narrative that they will step up. Now, Tua, we've seen a lot more of. He has much, much, much better weapons. When you've got Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. Th- those players can do a lot for you, but he doesn't run the ball, so you're going to have some of the Joe Burrow stuff where even though your weapons are great, uh, you might not be great for fantasy. The one that I'm most— How would most... you like
3: to play uh, New England, Baltimore, Buffalo, Cincinnati for two is I would
2: not like that stuff. Opening schedule. <laughs> um, no, thank you. But the quarterback that I'm most interested in that's kind of the later guys is, is Trevor Lawrence, who when I exited last season, I had left for dead. I gave no room for improvement because he just looked so inaccurate. He did not show me a lot of flashes. But diving deeper and looking at how putridly that offense was run last year and the fact that he still got 3,600 yards passing as a rookie with Urban Meyer and no weapons, and now they go and they get him Evan Ingram and they get him Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. He's in his back. Yeah, yeah, Travis Etienne is back, uh, and you know he passed a lot to the running back last year, so you could have a lot of those inflated stats the way that Drew Brees used to have just by dumping the ball to a a running back and taking it from there. I do think that if there's one quarterback later that really surprises and next year is you know talking about, oh man, he's the pick, it would be Trevor Lawrence. It would be the player who was drafted number one overall is supposed to be otherworldly, you know, the Peyton Manning, the Andrew Luck, maybe he is the dude. He's still 22 years old right now.
3: Opens against Washington, who gave up the most quarterback fantasy points in 2021. So if you do want to risk something, week one, you know, you have the chance that you have a starter, to Jason's point. Uh, is there anybody else on the remainder of the quarterback list that you want to call out as interesting by way of streaming candidate?
4: Uh, I will say it it's Daniel Jones uh, because he actually is mobile uh he you know just over the course of his career he's he, even if he gets tripped up a little bit by the turf monster he we've we've still seen big plays out of him you know his sophomore year over 400 rushing yards that's not elite but we're not talking about elite fantasy quarterbacks right now if if they can figure it out in new york with the new dable system then daniel jones will have he will have weeks where you are very happy to stream him against a a bad fantasy a, a bad defense have the reports are not great though like right now. Oh, is he still looking like Daniel Jones? Yeah, he's he's still looking like Daniel Jones. Well, that's one of his weaknesses. Yeah, I I'm, I totally agree. That's why I'm very hesitant uh-huh. talking about this. But when quarterbacks in this range, like I have, Matt Ryan is going to be fine. He will be just so right in that sweet spot of QB twelve to fifteen ish, where you're like, yeah, hey, I didn't lose because of Matt Ryan, but he certainly I don't think he helped me win, and I would say that's how I feel exactly. You probably lost
2: Mac. because he didn't help you win.
4: Okay, and that and the guys in this range—that's how I feel. That's how I feel about Mac Jones as sure. well. Like, just I don't think that he, he's fine. He's a good quarterback he's in a great situation, but I the way that you the, fine with him as a quarterback that,
3: too in Superflex,
4: Mac Jones or like Matt Jones?
3: Ryan or Mac Jones.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think I think the pocket passing guys who aren't going to go out and win you a week but are consistent, those are the guys I really like as my second quarterback in a super flex league because they give you a really high baseline and hopefully you have a solid quarterback one. Um, if you're not in a super flex and you're just looking for another late-round dart throw who can go out and win you week, I think it's Justin Fields. Yes. Just because of the mobility. He could run for eight 900 yards. If he runs for 900 yards... He's a top-12 quarterback this year. Like, there's just uh, – it doesn't even matter if he's, sucks. he sucks. He's, he's a top-12 quarterback. Write the
3: right, run the right direction, though, <laughs> no, towards the opposing.
2: I would agree zone. with that.
3: Uh, Miles Sanders missed practice on Tuesday. He is uh, looking to hang out with Antonio Gibson, the way that news has broke for Miles Sanders over the last month. Struggling with pass catching. You have Kenneth Gainwell. You have other backfield options. Uh, Miles Sanders had a brief point in which I thought maybe we'd get yeah, yeah. some – Something special, but really him and Antonio
2: Gibson are not trending the right way. And Gainwell is very good. I think think Gainwell is going to be, like in a dynasty league, he's someone that I would try to steal for free, even if it's not for this year. It's kind of like last year we told a lot of people go get Ramondre Stevenson because there was kind of one year left uh, is what it looked like with Damian Harris, and that's how I feel about Gainwell going forward because if he shows – a little bit more in his sophomore year than he did in his rookie year going into next year. I think they will allow him to take more of the reins. That is going to do it for today's episode
3: of the Fantasy Footballers Podcast. A couple of reminders for you, the Ultimate Draft Kit giveaway. Make sure you head over there, ultimatedraftkit.com. Make yourself eligible to win the UDK for life. Also, we will be doing a mock draft episode later this week, I believe Friday, but I can't. I'm looking for a nod Friday. Oh, yeah. I think the Deucers will be involved in this one as well. (laughs) I mean, they may never be involved in another one after we get done with them, but I think we're going to give it a go. All right. Make sure you follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we'll catch you tomorrow.
4: Goodbye.